your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, so it looks like the discussion for tonight is going to be about voice commands, as we've got a question here from Midge. And the question is, when doing groundwork and you want to move off from a standstill, or you want the horse to move off from a standstill, is it okay to give a verbal signal as the horse moves off, or does one just use an arm signal forward to signal walk on? So basically they're asking, like, you know how, you guys know how when you're wanting to lunge a horse and the horse is standing there looking at you? Well, first you got to get him to kind of turn away from you and sort of walk off more or less. Uh, so what they're asking is, is do I just extend out my arm and let that be the cue? Or should I say lunge or click or something like that? Okay, so, uh, generally, and this is, this really is personal preference. It's, it's kind of more about the timing, but we'll get into it a little bit here. Generally, what I personally do is I'll raise my arm. And then I might click or smooch, see if I can activate their feet. And then if I can't, I just immediately come right in with my flag, which is in my other hand, to uh, push on their cheek area to get them to turn away and and walk off. A pretty clean, straightforward deal when you do it like that. Now we have, uh, there's actually even uh, footage of it on the Buckaroo Crew website in the virtual clinic but we've got some footage to where we're, we teach a horse and it's only like a five or six minute video but we teach a horse to where all you have to do is raise your arm and right when you do the horse turns and walks off so we could have uh, just about as easily gotten it done in the same amount of time using a voice command so like uh, you know if we clicked it would turn and walk off but here's this is kind of probably a good thing to keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking voice commands. We we always have to think, okay, how do horses communicate? And the answer is through visual signals or like a body language type thing, if you want to call it that, you know. Uh, horses don't really communicate through audio signaling. Uh now, that's not to say that they can't be taught that, but this is, is, as I go back through my memory out of all the years I've been doing horsey things, just about every time I've seen somebody attempt to use a voice command, what happens is, is they get, they, they get where they're thinking too much or they're too focused on the voice command and it's keeping them from being clear with the horse and that's why it's like yeah i've been working on this voice command for three years and it's still not working but so let me explain i'll give a i'll give a recent example uh this was at a clinic last year a uh uh a guy had his horse lunging around him at a walk and he wanted the horse to stop so he goes whoa and the horse keeps walking and whoa 
horse keeps walking. Whoa. 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 And then like 15 seconds later, the guy eventually got the horse stopped. Okay, now a better way to do that would have been if you wanted to say whoa and already have your lead rope ready, meaning your arm is kind of raised up about shoulder height holding the lead rope. You say whoa maybe once or twice, and if he doesn't get stopped, you can just kind of swiftly lower your arm and it'll kind of send like a, a downward pulling bump on the halter. It'll transmit through the rope and go out there to his nose. And if he still doesn't stop, you can raise it up a little higher, bump it down a little harder. And you can repeat that uh, with increasing firmness until the horse's feet stop moving or you see him start to think about at least slowing down and, you know, getting stopped. So, see, in the in the beginning of this story that that I started telling here, the uh, the the owner was wanting the voice command to work so badly that instead of doing what he would need to do to get it to where the voice command would quickly start working, he just he kept trying to operate the horse at a level that he wanted the horse to be at, not at the level that the horse was actually at. You see there? It seems that there's something about voice commands that will cause us, the human, to use them even when they are not working and follow up with a louder voice command or, you know, another 15 seconds of voice command, hoping that it eventually happens. Now, to a horse, that's a very unclear kind of a deal. Once again, a thing that would work a lot better is get that horse when you just put a little bit of jiggle down that lead rope. He just knows that that means stop moving his feet. Get that built in there first. And every time, just before you send a little jiggle down that rope, say, whoa. But you see how we're relying on the the physical signal, the feel of that rope and that bump, if needed, on the halter? The thing about a voice command is, see, like, the way we communicate with horses is we present something to them, and in a lot of cases, we can kind of tweak and gradually increase or decrease our pressure so it's like playing a game of hot and cold with them, right? But to a horse, us saying whoa versus screaming whoa, there's no horses operate through feel. There's no there's no physical feel in that. And there's not really any body language in it. That's why usually when people attempt to use voice commands, it uh it doesn't really generally it doesn't really work. Now, on the other hand, if somebody is pretty good at getting a horse to just do all of these things normally, like, you know, when you sit down and barely pick up the reins, the horse will stop. Or when you just raise your arm, the horse will turn and begin to lunge. The people that can get them to that point, from there, it's really easy to get a voice command going. So it's like, Get the horse really good first, and then add the voice command in it. 
Otherwise, you will find yourself repeatedly giving voice commands that have no meaning, and you'll actually be just doling out the horse to the word woe. So these are this is all just examples, but uh, that is a really good way to think of it. So, uh, you know, it's really not a question of, like anything else with a horse, it's not a question of if it works or doesn't work. The question is, can the person who wants it to work get it to work? Remember, it's not really what you do, it's how you do what you do, right? So you could get a voice command working better than a visual cue or a physical pressure cue, or you could get it to where the visual cue worked better than anything, or you could get it to where they all worked equally as good. But the biggest thing about the voice commands, just as a recap, first, build in the understanding through some kind of physical means. Because see, if let's say we want the horse to stop as he's walking a circle around us and we give a little wiggle. If he doesn't pretty much immediately get stopped, we can very clearly give a bigger kind of downward bump on that halter and really let that horse understand and give him a lot of clarity that, Hey, get stopped before I have a chance to get big with my pressure. See there with a voice, you can't really do that. So the reason horses can learn something really quick is because of that clarity. You know, oh, you know, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm going to touch you with one ounce and get it done within a couple seconds because if you don't, more is coming. But see, with voice commands, we usually just kind of keep on, I guess, bluffing it would be a good, it's kind of a good word for it, but we don't we don't have the ability to immediately follow up. Now, if somebody said, whoa, and then went to something that actually would get the horse stopped immediately after, then yes, very quickly that horse would begin stopping when you say, whoa, or turning out away from you, or loading in the trailer, or whatever you wanted that to be. Now, as far as, uh, you know, as far as like, Let's say, you know, the like the word woe, you know, yeah, that one would definitely be a good one to teach your horse. But it seems when we start really splitting hairs with voice commands, uh, the uh, like left and right, you know, with mules, they'll say G and ha. But with horses, it seems like a horse is not able to really easily separate something like the difference in the word left and the difference in the word right. They can learn to do it. But uh, see, here's the thing about all that. The end result that you're going for is something even lighter and less than a voice command. You know, the reason voice commands are kind of appealing to people is because the idea is you can get the horse to do anything without any physical pressure. Okay, well, when you go even deeper than that, you get into, uh, like, feel, you know, to where this could be one example. You could get the horse to stop simply because you put your eyeballs away from his hip 
and you had your eyeballs look at his his eyeballs, that would get him to stop. See there, so the voice commands as far as lightness, it the end result is we get way, way lighter than a voice command anyway. So that's kind of the uh that's kind of the deal with that as far as the lightness goes. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I can think of. Well, I guess that that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 